Okay, so before we get started, um, I just want to mention two websites or two app stores where you can buy vintage clothing for the low low and get some real dope clothing with very beautiful colors and vibrant patterns and shit of that nature. Just things you like. Try out ASOS and ASOS is A-S-O-S and Romwe, which is R-O-M-W-E. That's really cheap clothing that works well so that you can walk out and everybody be like, whoa, who is that? What they wearing? That's dope. If you want that reaction for when every single time you walk into a room or out of a building, I will most definitely go to those two sites. I just wanted to give them a shout out because I've been shopping at them, um, shopping online at those stores for around six months and they have been blessing my soul. But anyway, yeah, let's hop into what we have to talk about today. Okay, so y'all, right before this video, I was talking about another topic and something I thought I was going to speak on, but I didn't think it was a necessary time to speak on it. So I'm just going to switch lanes for a little bit and hop into something different that I feel is important to today's age, um, how it affects all of us internally and externally, how people harm themselves because of this topic that I'm going to originally speak on. So today I wanted to just take a moment and talk about flaws. A flaw is something that one may think of to be a disadvantage of them whether it be of a physical viewpoint, an emotional viewpoint, a mental viewpoint, or even a spiritual viewpoint. I am going to touch on every single one of these aspects of a flaw because flaws vary regarding whether they're physical, mental, spiritual, or emotional. These are different types of flaws. They have different triggers, different standpoints, and different ways to deal with them. But first, understanding what a flaw is um, and what a where a flaw has derived from. I believe that flaws have, in a way, derived from comparison to one another. And over the many years of human existence, a flaw has... There's been more and more ways to constantly compare yourself to another person. Uh, I do believe that social media play a huge factor on how you perceive yourself in comparison to another person. I do believe that once you get in a relationship with someone, that you, in a way, try to assimilate yourself or try to become similar with their ways or the ways of those that they pay attention to. And the more you learn about your significant other, the more you see how how many flaws you have because you're so busy comparing yourself to them or comparing yourself to someone that receives all of your attention or receives more attention than you feel that they should receive via Instagram, via Facebook, via Twitter, via, via Snapchat, via all social media platforms. Social media has played a huge, big, big role in flaws and how we perceive flaws and how we perceive ourselves and our 
viewpoints and our perspectives and it creates envy and evil thoughts ways and actions and so forth and so forth but and i just find it so crazy how a flaw can really affect you and affect people at all ages i remember going throughout high school and middle school and we was speaking on social standards and social forms and how during that time it was brought to my attention that social norms can begin at a young age and i'm not talking when i speak on young i'm not talking about 10 or 11 i'm talking about ages like five or four they can begin at a very young age with what they see and what they perceive things to be when it when it comes down to just the small factors of um, a white Barbie and what a white Barbie does internally or mentally to a girl who is not or a child because boys play with dolls too or a child who doesn't see themselves as that doll that they're playing with and in the light of that doll that they see what it can do to them internally and how it can affect them and even more even if we go if we were go even if we were to go deeper into the topic and talk about how there are pamper brands that on the front of boxes these pamper brands show white children or mixed children with colorful eyes or really deep curly brown and blonde hair but they don't necessarily show children of the darker pigment or children who don't fit the standards that they want their country to fit or they want our society to see and to be brought into attention. So even these children at a young age have to forcefully see these social standards that they don't fit and grow into developing flaws and emotionally be disadvantaged because of what they were born into. So this is a thing that we need to fix in our society and most importantly let everyone regardless of who they are or who they decide to be or who they were born to be know that they are special and they're unique and that they are worthy of everything they want. And that's very important that we teach this not just at a young age, but teachers to adults too are grown people. Because at a certain age, grown people believe that it is what it is or that nothing can really change. But the fact of the matter is that regardless of how old you are, there's always room for improvement and there's always room for changing and upgrading. Flaws are the, the downside of human nature is where we don't see ourselves as being something that people can enjoy and praise so we think of ourselves as unpraiseworthy because of what we believe other people see so the physique when it comes to flaws even when it comes down to simply body shaming or how much you weigh how much you eat, things of this nature, and how it builds on self-loathing and seeing yourself as less than is very huge. And it's, it's more common than most may think. 
but it is an issue in our everyday society on the physical aspect. Um, if we go into a emotional state of flaws, this is where we see where the roots may be. Because not only are you seeing, may some people be, may be seeing themselves at a physical disadvantage to their counterparts, but it may also touch on an emotional viewpoint on why they have to act the way they act or why they have to be the way they be. And these are different because sometimes you may not be able to change your physical viewpoint depending on what it is. But when it goes into an emotional state, it's almost as if these are things about myself I really can't change so quickly and so easily. They could be changed, but it takes time. So now you're touching on hating yourself from an internal viewpoint. And how awful that is, which can lead to even more internal discrepancies within yourself. You start forming depression, anxiety, and all these different type of mental illnesses because of how you may feel emotionally or even how you may feel mentally, how these two things factor out within each other. Then we touch on a more spiritual aspect. Another form of experiencing flaws are through religious beliefs. We look at pictures and we hang up signs and pictures and we promote people who are supposed to be superior physical images of our standardized religions that don't necessarily fit our description. I guess as an example, a main example, I have to take Christianity. Um, no offense to anyone who is of the Christian belief, but there are gaps that can promote self-loathing and flaws throughout the the religion of Christianity that people like to put to the side because of what they believe it to be or out of fear or out of frustration or of any other negative emotion that can put them at a disadvantage with their God. It's important that we understand that there are there are viewpoints out there that don't necessarily promote who we are in the light. The images of Jesus and the images of God and Mary and how an angel is supposed to look all show people of lighter pigment and people of thinner and quote-unquote good hair and people with different colored eyes and of certain body types and all of these different things that we don't all fit and we all don't perceive as a negative thing. So when someone... Even if someone at a young age was to grow up and was to see these images of who God was and what an angel is, and it does not match who they are, that puts them at a mental disadvantage. And then once you're at a certain age, once you're older, it's hard to re revitalize this thinking or to change how you see different things because at a young age and for so long you was taught this way so how do you 
simply changed the ways in which you were taught for the past 20 years. If you was taught to say something a certain kind of way and you've been saying it for an extremely long time, it's going to take time and it's going to take an extremely amount of effort to change the way or the form that you say a word. So if this be the case, the same thing falls into place for thoughts and feelings and emotions. If I was taught that, okay, an angel is, I've never seen a dark skinned angel or I've never seen a fat or a bigger, big boned angel. I've never seen an angel with this form of hair or this form of eye frame or this form of pigment. How am I supposed to ever see myself as being in the form of an angel? Or in the form of something good and sweet and angelic. How am I to ever see myself as this being? And these are things that we take too lightly within our community. And things that we should be put at the... That we should put at the front line of the war. Because mentally being at a mental disadvantage starts at a young age because of what we see and what is always put in front of us. The same thing falls for God and Jesus. How am I supposed to see myself as being a part of who this superior form is if he looks nothing like me? What I am seeing is that the superior form is a white man who looks nothing like me, who looks like people who have hurt people who look like me. So how am I supposed to envision myself? Which in most cases is a choice or passed down by family lineage or ancestry and how you can see flaws within yourself based off of what your religion may perceive what being unorthodox is. People start to hate who they are based off of the religion and their belief system, which most times aren't the belief systems of them, but are the belief systems of the ones who came before them just passed down to them and thought to have been a right way of living. Living by lineage and living by religion in any form that it may come down to. So when you think about flaws and the hurt and the, the pain that they can cause, they can cause some real deep tissue scars that don't go away. The steps one must take in order to resolve their own insecurities and their flaws are easier said than done. Um, with every psychological illness or dysfunction, you first have to realize that there is a problem. So in order to get over a flaw, you first have to identify that, okay, this is the issue that I'm having with myself. This is what I see myself as being in a negative viewpoint. This is what I see that I do not like. You first have to see what this is, and then you have to think, well, why is this? Why do I feel like this is a negative part of me? What makes this so negative? Is it what I believe to be negative? Is it what society believes to be negative? This is because what people don't have. Is this something that I was bullied for growing up? Was this always an issue? Has this issue just started? You have to ask yourself everything about this. You have to understand the flaw. You have to understand 
what you don't understand in order to grow from it. And once you understand it, that's when you can take steps to be like, okay, now that I know everything about this, let me see what I can do to make myself feel better internally about it without first having to change externally. See what you can do internally first. Because if you don't get to the root before you start fixing the problem, the problem will always be there on the inside way after you change it on the outside. So you have to get to that root and dig it out and throw it away if it's toxic and if it's unnecessary and if it's always going to be a burden on your life. Because burdens don't go away when body do. Burdens don't go away when the fat do. Burdens don't go away when the acne does. Burdens don't go away and insecurities don't go away when you no more no matter how much the hair grow. That those insecurities, those flaws, they still live inside of you. So you have to dig deep. And you have to understand it. Understand how I can push you away and how I can push you out. How I can love myself with the skin I'm in now and then grow from it on the outside, but starting from it on the inside. It is very important that you do that, and it's the only way that you can eliminate a flaw totally, not just what you see, but what's there on the inside, because what's there on the inside is the foundation, is the root of the problem. So, y'all, like I was saying before, I think that flaws begin at a childhood age. I think it begins when you're younger and when you're more innocent and you haven't necessarily been taught what love is or what self-love is or what caring about yourself is. So this is when you are very vulnerable to the environment, to the atmosphere, to what people think, and you may be a little different, and that can cause issues growing up. Um, Being a college student, going even further into your adulthood life, when it goes when you start being in a relationship when you start trying to open up to new things and different things it can really cause a ripple effect along everything that you're trying to do um I guess my biggest example of this being the case is that I believe it is a genetic thing in my family where we have a different frame of teeth where our teeth come out differently than the social norm of straight teeth most of the people in my family did not start up there lives with straight teeth so I was amongst the generation in my family that didn't really care enough to fix my teeth they didn't care enough to take me to the dentist or take me to keep this checked up or things of that nature so I grew up along my elementary middle school and up until my sophomore year of high school with this very unique mouth with a unique um, frame of teeth. My teeth were crooked. I was consistently and constantly talked about, bullied. It was always brought up. And I guess once I began middle school, I believe once we get to middle school, we start trying to isolate those who don't fit the social norm and sometimes we even isolate ourselves because we don't fit the social norm so when I got to middle school and I was consistently talked about because of this so this was always the this was always the ratting joke when it came to me was my mouth and how they look um I think going up to fourth grade up until high school this was what people 
talked about when it came to me and my disadvantage. So along that time, it became hard to really see myself as someone who was worthy of even being looked at. I tried to frame what everyone else was saying with my own self-love, and it caused me to love myself less. Sometimes I wouldn't speak up in class. Sometimes I wouldn't open my mouth. Sometimes I would refrain from sharing my opinion when it's different because it would only add more fuel to the fire that is people talking about me. So along that time, I wouldn't really, you know, I wasn't really as open as I should have been. And it was because I let my flaws get the best of me and I let what the society thought about me get the best of me as well. And this is one thing that many children struggle with. We struggle, well, they struggle with understanding their differences and not thinking of the differences as a disadvantage, but thinking of what they are different at as being a unique thing about them, regardless of whether you may see it or bad or whether society doesn't necessarily agree with it. So anyway, going up until 7th, 8th grade, it was still a very big issue. Going to freshman year was really scared because when you're a freshman, regardless of when you're a freshman in college or high school, it's like you're new. So it's you don't necessarily understand everything about it. And people don't, the upper class really don't understand much about you either. So they feel like they can pick and nag at you for little small things. So I really tried to remain to myself. And that only caused other issues because when you're in high school, it's like, oh, this whole sense of, you know, finding romance or finding love and da-da-da, this, da-da-da. And that got in the way. But I always thought, well, because of how I look, I was never going to find that. So that only brought more issues on top of the previous issues and the prior issues that I had to face along with this um, this predicament, this unorthodox frame that I had upon me. So all of it just combined and all these flaws just, they really bit at me at the same time. And they never went away. I ended up getting braces my junior year and the braces process it really I would I want to say that it really helped me in a way um, my sophomore year I think before I even got my braces well I got my braces my junior year um, before I even got my braces I tried to get a job at a CC's that wasn't so far from where I lived and I was a very optimistic person I felt like I deserved a job more than anything else, but I honestly believe I was not hired because of how my mouth looked. I'd hate to say it, but I, I always thought in the back of my head, well, maybe if your teeth didn't look like this, you would have got hired. Because nobody wants you on the front with a mouth like this. So obviously, I honestly think this is what stopped me from really getting the job I wanted. And it's so sad because plenty of people face these issues. They have a certain pigment. They have a certain hair type. They're wearing dress in their head. So they are being denied opportunities that everyone should have. Regardless of how you look, regardless of how you think, regardless of how you love or feel, they're being denied opportunities because of all these, these ir- irrelevant features that has nothing to do with business, that has nothing to do with um, who they are in a professional field. 
So this is a really, really, really difficult. This is a very difficult time for me because here I was trying to, I was trying to pick myself up by the bootstraps, as they say, but quote unquote I could because I didn't fit the image that they felt I needed to be. Once I got my braces, it became a very, a, even more optimistic time for me. I started to see a shift in my mouth. It created, it created self-love. And I don't necessarily want to say if this self-love was unauthentic because it wasn't there until what I perceived as my flaw was gone or was on its track of being gone. I don't know if it was an unauthentic self-love that I had produced, but I do believe that there's such thing as authenticity when it comes to self-love and unauthenticity that can destroy you even more along the process or later on in your life. But I became a more happy and jubilant person because I felt that my flaw was gone, that I was this perfect image or I was what society had always wanted, what they see and what they wanted. And it made me better honestly but it shouldn't have took me deleting uh, a part of myself for me to finally feel happy and that's where the issue came into play and it's the issue of so many people many people believe oh well I'm going to lose all this weight and I'm going to be the happiest person in the world or I'm going to use I'm going to lose these acne bumps and I'm going to be better or I'm going to get braces and I'm going to get better or I'm going to cut this and I'm going to get better or I'm going to grow this and I'm going to get better but no that's not the case you should love the body that you're in at this moment and the body you're going to be in 10 years from now because it's the same person on the inside it's just a different frame on the outside and we got to understand that it's not always about the physical features that make us a person but sometimes and most of the time actually all the time it's about those internal factors that really push us forward and make us into the people that we want to be and the people that we need to be for the greater good for the future of everyone else and even ourselves so we gotta flaws are they're very nitpicky they hurt they 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 bite at you constantly they leave you with this form of emotional PTSD where you don't it's a very traumatic time period because so many things can happen that you might not even realize can happen to you mentally not just mentally but but physically as well there are different things that can happen to someone who do this instead of doing that or is this instead of that and we perceive these different unique factors as flaws when in fact they're not flaws there's nothing flawless about there's nothing flawful about who you are and the body you was born to be in Okay, so y'all, so even though that may have been a very sad way to end a very exciting podcast, um, I do want to finish out by saying that flaws are a necessary part of growth. And in order to grow, we are going to have to endure our flaws for what they are and to embrace who we are as human beings. Thanks to you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope that you learn how to love yourself more or learn how to help someone else learn how to love themselves more.